0: family. For those who haven't met me before, my name is Sarah Sutherland. I started coming to Oak Ridge in September 2018. Fun fact, my first Sunday actually coincided with Josiah and the Boyd family's first Sunday, so in my heart we're newbies together. Today I've been asked to share my testimony and how God has been working in my life over this past year. I've had the blessing of growing up in a Christian home with parents who love the Lord. I can't tell you the exact date, but I placed my faith in Jesus as a young child. I have very vivid memories of sharing Bible stories in the second grade and knowing with confidence that what I learned at church was the truth. But growing up into my teen years and throughout university, I wrestled with doubts that left me in a state of spiritual paralysis for a long time. I knew I was saved, but I felt like I couldn't jump in with both feet to claim Christ as Lord of my life. Yet, neither did I want to embrace a life without God. God finally got a hold of my heart in 2016-17, through a combination of family heartbreak and attending the amazing Passion Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. These events led me to realize that Christ is the only solid foundation for my life. While I don't have all the answers to every question or doubt that may come up today, I am eternally grateful that God has saved me and continues to save me. I got baptised in March 2017 while I was living in Ottawa, then almost immediately after began a series of moves, Um, first back to my parents uh, in Kingston, and then to Toronto, and then to Mississauga. These, uh, this series of moves eventually led me here to, to Oak Ridge, where I was looking for a new church family. Coming back to present day, 2020, like so many of you, I had hopes and dreams of what this year was to look like. But the reality of this year turned out to be vastly different from my expectations. Living alone during a pandemic has been interesting, to say the least. As many people formed contact bubbles with their families, my reality is that all of my family live outside the GTA. So at times this has been lonely and discouraging. This has also been a year filled with great sadness and personal loss. My cousin's wife passed away at the end of March 2020. Um, My family had two beautiful golden retrievers and they both passed away six months apart. Um, A treasured relationship came to an end. Two members of my Oak Ridge neighbor group family, uh, Ken and Lee Mitchell, both passed away this fall. And to end the year off, my dear Grandma passed away at the very beginning of December. At a certain point early this fall, I remember looking up and saying, what else can you take from me, God? And I also told him that he must be teaching me something big through this all these experiences. Little did I know what that would be. I want to be honest with you all, and not just slap on a smile and say that I am fine. I'm coming to the end of this year, frankly, emotionally exhausted, discouraged, and at times feeling very purposeless when thinking about what's ahead. Yet, (laughs) through the events of this year, I discovered just a hint more of what the verse, Psalm thirty four eighteen means, when it says that God is near to the brokenhearted. God's character has come more sharply into focus for me. And at this Christmas season, I can still say with confidence that Christ Jesus entered into my darkness to bring the light of life. Every believer in Jesus has a living hope in their life that nothing, not even death, can extinguish. I have found such comfort from realizing this truth more profoundly throughout 2020. Though I don't want to repeat these events, I can choose to say today, Thank you, Lord, your will be done. I wanted to take a couple of minutes to share some of what I've been learning about the Lord this year. This summer, I started reading some really great books, and they would go on to impact my Christian walk and faith. So, I probably have forgotten a few, but here's some of the titles Laura Story's book, When God Doesn't Fix It, Brian Jones' Second Guessing God, Charles Stanley's book, The Spirit Filled Life, Love Does by Bob Goff, Walking with God by John Eldridge, The Devil in Pew 7 by Rebecca Nichols Alonzo, and You'll Get Through This by Max Lucado. There were a few common themes that emerged throughout all my reading. Why does God allow suffering? What does it look like to truly love God and call him good? And how can I discern God's will from my life? So I'll rip the band-aid off. I don't have the answers to these questions, or at least not the full answers, but I know that and I know that there are people who have suffered a lot more than me here at this church as well. My response hasn't always been when trials arise to say that God is good. And to my shame, I still have a lot of confusion and discouragement when I'm trying to figure out what is God's will or what is the next step in my life. But there is hope. I'm realizing just how much opportunity there has been in my suffering to learn to trust God more fully and wholeheartedly Seeing the Holy Spirit reveal areas in my heart that, frankly, God needs to make me more Christ-like. What does it really mean to love people, even when it's hard, or especially when it's hard? And that perhaps God doesn't reveal his whole plan or picture so that I can't run too far ahead of him. (sighs) I'm learning that God wants me to love him for him and not for the blessings he provides that the Lord desires me to get to know Him better, to spend time with Him, to be honest with Him. It's been so freeing to live in the truth that God doesn't simply want me to say the right words or just check a box and do the right thing. Rather, He wants my whole heart because He has already given me His. A verse that's become very near and dear to me throughout this year is found in 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Cast all your cares on Him, for He cares for you. I know that I still have a long road ahead of me on my Christian walk. And this year, many portions of that road have been filled with grief and sadness. God doesn't promise His children an easy life, just the opposite, actually. But He does promise His presence with every step. I was thinking about how, as we have just celebrated Christmas Day, and through my own meditations throughout Advent leading up to Christmas, that Christmas is the most tangible present um, of God's presence. But I think it would be a mistake to think that it's the only time that we had God's presence. Um, I would just encourage you all today, Church, to remember that Emmanuel, God with us, um, he is still with us every day and we can commune with God our Father through the Holy Spirit. I want to leave you with one of two challenges. For Christians, believers in the Lord Jesus' finished work of salvation, do you see and appreciate that present of God's presence in your life? If, like me, you haven't been able to say yes, or at least not wholeheartedly say yes to that question, I challenge you to choose today to learn how to draw nearer to the Lord. And this leads into my second challenge. For those who do not yet know what it is to have a beautiful, intimate relationship with God. Are you overcome by the world? Does the view from your doorway seem bleak? Come to Jesus. You won't be problem-free, no but you will have a new and solid foundation on which to build your life. The rock that stands so strong, no storm of life can overcome it. I'll close with two of my favorite verses, and I hope that you can be encouraged today to know that God is faithful, He is good, and He loves me and you beyond our understanding. In Matthew 11:28, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." The second verse is James 4, verse 8, which is a beautiful promise that reads, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. This year, more than ever before, I am grateful to find peace in these promises and claim them as truth. When you know Christ as Lord, you can do the same, no matter what day, month, or year that you're experiencing. Thank you so much for listening, Oak Ridge family. I just want you all to know that the fellowship and joy that I have found being a part of this body of believers has been a true blessing this year. So thank you so much to all who have really been God's hands and feet to me. So once again, Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year.